Hello, welcome to Movie Humpers. Hello. My name is Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you hear may be dogs. Hmm. Obviously, we're talking about a lot of christmas theme, holiday theme movies uh, at this time of year. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of cool stuff in the theaters that... We can't possibly get to everything we want to get to. I My scheduling was a little off. I thought Poor Things would come out the weekend before this drops, but it actually comes out the following weekend. But we will get to that movie for next week. So this week I had to make a choice. And considering this might be Miyazaki's last movie because he's old as shit, but Japanese people also have pretty good lifespans here. He might want retire though well he said in an interview that he plans on not retiring oh that he's going to make another movie <laughs> he, well then i believe him he re- he announced his retirement for his last feature film that he made 10 years prior mm-hmm. and sitting and watching we went to go see the boy and the heron by hayao miyazaki we all know studio Gib- ghibli they call him the disney of japan i think he's there's a little bit more, even more maturity than that in his movies. Yes, there is. And you know his movies, like real vivid imagery, dreamlike kind of things you'll see in his movies. And we went to the theater to watch this, and and it was really enjoyable experience sitting there watching this kind of movie. Even if we may not be able to explain absolutely everything that went on. We won't. <laughs> and we won't get into the, the vivid details here because it is an at the theater's drop, and we want y'all to have the experience. But we will talk about... The way we felt about it, what we think about it. But I realized as we were sitting and watching this that, man, I don't think I've seen a Miyazaki movie in like 20 years. And I maybe have only seen maybe two or three at that time. Yeah, that's true. I saw Princess Mononoke in the theater when that came out. Princess Mononoke. And that is, I think that is over 20 years ago. Spirited Away. Yeah, I did see that one. I think I get those movies mixed up as a friend of mine has uh, pointed out. Uh, but in this movie, yes, dream imagery, uh, food. Uh, maybe not as much as the other movies, but Miyazaki loves to animate food and food preparation. Mm. And we do get some of that in this movie as well. But yeah, also, we do get some. And also, um, everything kind of inspired. This actually takes place in the Second World War when Tokyo is being firebombed and our lead character, Mahito, is his mother works at a hospital that gets firebombed 
they don't mention it was us that did it in the United States, but it was. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, I will say right off, that you kind of think that maybe this is going to... It's centered around his, a childhood in Tokyo, which I think is where Miyazaki is from. Apparently, when he was three years old, they had to evacuate his, his home. Because we all know about the atomic drop, bombs dropping in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. But prior to that, the United States firebombed the rat fuck out of several major cities in Japan that killed as many people, if not more. But, you know, I guess the splash of the atomic bomb is, uh, you know, what really grabs the headlines. Japan and the atrocities that they were committing against their neighbors during this time. I mean, it's just hell on hell at the end of the day. But But they leave Tokyo and go back to where his mother is from, where his aunt lives because his dad and his aunt have now gotten married. It's about a year after his mom passed away and she's she's going to have a baby. So they're going to be a little family. Uh, I won't say much more about that because I don't want to ruin anything, but you find all that out really quickly. But they do leave the city to mm-hmm. go to this like yeah, village. This little village of countryside. You don't area. even really see the village that much. No. You really see like they have like almost like a compound where they live. There's multiple buildings. And there's these old ladies. Little grannies. Did you count how many there were? Wasn't it seven? There were seven. Because, yeah, there's seven. And like little, the dwarves. I felt like it had that homage because you had his stepmother and, yeah, the little dwarves ladies. Without they're saying. They're just old. But. Well, and without saying what happens, there is a very, there's some very, like, real Snow White imagery towards the end. Yeah. That I thought of directly. It seems pretty obvious that Miyazaki has an appreciation for that classic animation. Yeah. And seeing in this movie, it was actually, like, really nice to watch a movie that is animated in your hand-drawn frame-by-frame classic style. And it it was really great to appreciate that. And if you're someone who does appreciate that, then Miyazaki is kind of your guy in this modern age to to, to scratch that itch for you in terms of high-level filmmaking and animation. And within that, the decisions that he makes to use different styles in different moments... Like, at the very beginning, when Mihito is running to his mother, it's all very blurry. Yeah. And confused because he's confused. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary. And, it's really beautiful. And, you know, the ele- the elements that he sees, you know, the firebombing of the hospital that killed his mother, like, we see that imagery, these elements. This movie appears to be a- about grief. But also about the acceptance and moving forward in that form. And uh, as you can imagine, like even if we wanted to sit here and be like, and then this happened and then this happened, it just wouldn't do it justice. Because if you know, once they they find like a a broken tower that is very mysterious and a gray heron, it keeps knocking on his door and it starts to talk to him at some point. And he's, you know, he's dealing, uh, Mahito, he's dealing with the loss of his mother and he doesn't dislike his stepmother, but he's not quite there at accepting this new phase in his life. Yes. She very much is his aunt, and he hasn't got... He always says, like, she's someone my father likes. Yeah. He hasn't accepted her as going to be his new mother, even though she does want to take care of him in that way. I love this idea that, like, it, like the Japanese version of non-acceptance of someone is still being polite to that person. Oh, definitely. He's like, don't yes, you, ma'am. Don't you love that? He's very nice. One of the other things I feel like, is, I agree with the loss and the acceptance and moving on, but there is also a very big 
overarching idea of you can try to make your life or your world what you want it to be, but you cannot control that. Ultimately, there are always going to be outside forces that affect what's happening with you and you cannot control it all. And even if you can control it to a point, you're going to die one day. And then who's going to control it? You can't dictate what people after you are going to do. Even if it's like your legacy. Like you can't dictate how it's going to be carried forward. And you know, the United States really wrecked Japan. But but in the aftermath of that, look at all these directors and creators coming out of Japan making beautiful works of art. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, God, Robert, no! I'm, like, shaking my head. Wait! What? You're like, yes. I'm kidding, of course. I of often... Course, but, you know, sadness and... Look, I wasn't alive then, and I often disavow a lot of the actions of my own government. Absolutely. Pretty much 99% of them, at least nowadays, so... Tragedy can breed... Yeah. Art. I mean, look at, you know, our own country enslaved people, yeah. and the music that came out of bondage became the bedrock for American music for like well over a century. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm projecting here something humble about a Miyazaki movie, even though you're looking at something that is essentially like a highly visual, fantastical fantasy experience. Yeah, there is something that just feels very small in a good way. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Like it's something that mean, feels. Though, it's familiar. It feels, it is closer to the core spirit of everyone. It's accessible. It's relatable. And it makes sense considering his popularity in the West. I mean, when we go to the theaters, you notice that, like, whether it be our indie theaters that we love or, like, the more mainstream AMC Regals or at Regals. I've noticed you go to a Regal theater, it seems like they're playing, like, oh, we're showing my neighbor Totoro in IMAX over here on this day. There is something about Miyazaki movies that has permeated our western culture and it hasn't really gone away mm-hmm. and you can and he has his own little like, little space on the max app as well so we watched the straight um subtitled version with the original japanese actors the this movie came out in japan uh in last summer okay under the title translated from the kanji how do you live I kind of like that title a little too. better than the boy and the heron the boy and the heron doesn't tell you anything it almost it almost lends it that they're going to be friends yeah, yeah, or something. Well, it's interesting. It's, and you could argue they are. But their relationship is an interesting one. Yeah, you know? they're maybe not as tied to each other as you might expect. Though. It just seems like more of an oversimplification, whereas mm-hmm. How Do You Live seems to match the overall tone of the movie. I mean, from what, even from what we just described it as. But apparently... Uh, you know, the American dubbed version. It's got some names. Yeah. Though. Robert Pattinson, Christian, Christian Bale, Bale uh, Jimmy Chan, Mark Hamill, Florence Pugh, Willem Dafoe, Dave Batista as the Parrot King. I was going to ask you who was who because was Willem Dafoe the uncle or the Oh, Heron? this is a good little quiz. See, I assume that um, Mark Hamill would be the Heron. No, he was the uncle, right? Mark Hamill was the granduncle. Who do that you th- makes sense. Who do you think Robert Pattinson was? He was probably the boy, and Christian Bale was probably his dad, or vice versa. I will say uh, Mahito was a guy named Luca Padovan. Oh, so no. Well, then, who? 
Robert Pattinson was the Heron. Really? Gimma Chan was Natsuko. Christian Bell was Shuichi Maki, and Grand Uncle was Mark. Uh, was uh, Shuichi Maki the father? Uh, yeah. Okay. Blue, yeah. And then Florence Pugh was Kiriko. Kiriko. I Kariko, wondered if yeah. she was Kiriko. And Willem Dafoe was the noble penguin, or noble pelican. I mean, you know that pe- that one pelican. Scene. The one that died. The one that has some stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a little bit of spoiler. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you like the little floaty thing? The little floaty creatures? I, the, what were they? Um, they were like Wara Wara. Wara Wara. Wara Wara. I loved them. They that, look like Squishmallows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could manufacture a bunch of Wara Wara. Dude. I feel like all Miyazaki movies have some cute thing that you want to see plushed out. but Yeah, that people are going to get tattoos of. Mm-hmm. Wara 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 wara. I think if they do have plush wara wara, you know, you could never have too many of those, right? Oh yeah. It kind of works to Fill have a, a lot, <laughs> just a room full of wara wara. Little tiny ones. You could imagine, you know, uh, just let this movie wash over you. The visuals. You, if you're aware of Miyazaki, there shouldn't be too much surprises on the yeah. the the type and tone of the journey you will go on. But it was um, it was an actually uh, an interesting movie. Um, to kind of just chill and take in. And Miyazaki, he has firmly planted himself here in the West. And um, and in our heart. And in our heart. Nine, uh, 82 years old, this Miyazaki. He, I could see him clear in 90s. So, you know, we might get one more. But I guess now the uh, everyone you get after this one might be the last one. This could be the last one. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And I think that's kind of what drew us to the theater. Like, just in case, it's his last Gotta one. Gotta see it in the theater. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we wish him long life. Absolutely. I hope this is not his last movie. 120 years. And he's making it all the way up to the end. Why not? Maybe he's already started the next one. You never know. We should switch to the Japanese diet. And so we can uh, maybe add a little uh, health and life to our... We did eat sushi before this movie. <laughs> but we're American, so we ate, like... Uh, enough for four for two people. <laughs> you know. Well, like, wait, there's this place around here that we go and get a sushi boat. Yes. They and really. It's a special occasion sushi boat. They're very nice to us there. They, they, I think they recognize us. That we're the people that always get the sushi boat? I don't think we're the only people that always no, get the sushi boat. No, but we boat. always get the sushi boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're nice too, and we tip well. Yeah. But yes, uh, the latest Studio Ghibli movie, The Boy and the Heron, the English title, uh, by Hayao Miyazaki. I, I would, if you, if you're a fan or if you're interested, I really would suggest seeing it in the theater. Yeah. The, the scale of it, it's just, it's a really beautiful, big movie. Most of these movies you can play for kids. And, uh, this one has some, there's some scary moments in there. It gets a little bloody in a couple a dark, spots. A little bit, yeah. But uh, but not too egregious. Mm-mm. I think like a, a preteen age would be a good age Definitely. for this one. Yeah, like middle school. Mm. Middle school forward. So let's uh, rate this movie. You're going to have one through five. We're going to have one through five. Combined for best out of ten. I'm going to get a four, seven, five. Damn. You've, you really, this movie really hit you, huh? I really liked it. I'm, I think I'll give it a solid four. I really, it was intense. I, re- 
It was, it was. I feel like Miyazaki is a guy that you really only compare to himself. And I would like to go back and I'm long overdue to kind of revisit a lot of his other movies. It's been too long. So if I go back and watch more, I might reevaluate my rating here. But for now, I think a four is pretty damn solid. His movies, they get better the more you think and talk about them. Yeah. And I might not have given it as high of a score at the top of this conversation. This is going to sound weird. It's become more important to me. There's something inspired there. No doubt. Absolutely. I think Miyazaki is the kind of guy that can kind of get your your mental juices flowing if you're I like weirdly feel like I'm gonna cry right now. Yeah. Like I just I don't know. It's it's really special, I think. You know, I I, I do agree. Um so you take my four, your four point seven five, eight point seven five. Right there, eight point seven five, and it's in league with movies like Hellraiser, <laughs> E. T. The Richard Donner Superman leaving Las Vegas. That's right. My beautiful laundrette. The boy and the heron in league with such quality movies as those. So Christmas is going to be rolling on still. The week leading up to Christmas, every weekday, a drop. A little something for your stockings. And in the middle of that week, another in-theater drop. Probably poor things. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And then the last week, what will it be? I'm not sure. Uh, Godzilla Minus One apparently had some really good reviews out there. I like a Godzilla movie. It it was kind of on the list as a a maybe. The Zone of Interest, it will come out everywhere in February. Mm. And it's supposed to be dropping in select theaters on the 15th. But I've got, and Nashville is often included in select theaters. Yeah. But I really don't, I don't think I'm going to know for sure until the weekend comes whether or not the zone of interest will be in theaters at that time. We did see a preview for it at the theater we were at yesterday. I'm, so I'm really hopefully. interested in watching it. It's by the guy who made Under the Skin, his yeah. new movie. So. But uh, we also want to see Poor Things and The Iron Claw. We're actually looking forward to that one as well. So thanks for watching. Uh, check the links in the show notes for other places to find us, other ways to contact us. Like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Leave a comment. Say whatever you'd like. What is your favorite Miyazaki movie? Which one do you think we should go back and watch? And what do you think about this one? Any corrections, comments, or... uh Fun facts, we appreciate that sort of thing. We're trying to figure out our sign-off, what it's going to be for next year. I don't think we've found it yet up to this point. No. I'll do it. Okay. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits.